I have spouses who, after their spouse has retired from the military and their spouse is like, hey, babe, it's all on you now. You can go and, you know, do your career and all of that. But they've been out of the workforce so long. There's like, I don't know where to begin. And they feel hopeless. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Not when you're on the phone with me. We're not going to feel hopeless. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with another another person from Hire Heroes USA. We're happy to have, well, I mean, we're two in and we've got 200 more to go. So we're going to get the whole Hire Heroes USA team on at some point. That's, what we're, that's the goal. Uh, but we're back here with uh, Arika Urena, and she is going to be discussing with us things about the military spouses, helping military spouses get through the transition as well as some of the bumps in the road and the hurdles that they have to deal with and the transition process all in all. So with that, welcome to the show, Arena. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So I just want to jump right into it and discuss real quickly about your role at Hire Heroes USA and what you do there. Um, so I am a transition specialist. Um, and one of the things I do is I help uh, transitioning service members and military spouses uh, pretty much throughout their employment path or their job search journey. Um, and that kind of starts with doing, you know, our initial assessment, assessing their needs, then going to actually doing their resume and then providing them all the additional services that they may require, um, such as um, upskilling, um, mock interviews, and we also do mentoring as well. And that's one thing I do want to point out um, that people may or may not know from listening to a couple of the other shows. Fire Heroes USA is there for transitioning service members, but they're also there for the families and the spouses, spouses specifically. Do you do you ever get to do anything with the, say, the, the children, like the grown children of um, military members? No, we don't get anything, you know, with that. Um, hopefully one day we'll have a program geared towards because they also can face some of the similar challenges as well. But right now it's just pretty much like veterans and then the spouses. All right. What challenges do you see from the military spouse standpoint when it comes to transitioning? We all know that the whole transition with the military side, you know, you have checklists, you have uh, outbound stuff, you need to uh, do the military moves and all that. What challenges do you see from the military spouse side? The biggest challenges that's always going to be there are the gaps in employment. A lot of times, sometimes I think people will have this uh, stereotypical view that military spouses are perhaps uneducated or just don't want to work. And that's not necessarily the truth. Um, a lot of our military spouses are highly educated, highly trained. However, they can't find the employment or employment sufficient enough that actually matches their skills and education level. So therefore, you know, financially, it doesn't really make sense to take on a position. And also a lot of times with location, you know, that that's another thing. But the biggest thing is gaps. The biggest, uh, the next thing I would say is the confidence. You know, some of our spouses think, well, I'm just a military spouse. So Maybe I should just settle. Um, and I always tell my spouses, don't just settle, you know, and don't believe the age-old belief that you just have to do anything just to get a foot in the door, especially when you're very qualified, you know, to have the whole doggone body in the door. Don't just put your foot in there. 
Um, so those are the biggest things that I see that I face, you know, and it's hard because I've been in those shoes. I've understood, I understand the frustrations. Um, I understand the heartache, especially when you're a high achiever and right. you don't feel like you're progressing or you progress just enough and boom, you get those orders. And now you yeah. have to start all that over again. You know, it's, it's pretty frustrating. You know, but um, I think we do a pretty good job at helping them to navigate them through it and to empower them to let them know, no, you know, whatever you want, we can help you to get there. You know, just trust us and, you know, work with us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's it's almost like, uh, you know, you're playing a video game and you get to the highest level and you're like, man, I'm doing so good. The flow is excellent. And mm -hmm. then game over. You got to start from the beginning again. You know, hopefully your what you've done transitions over directly to a new position wherever you all are moving. I can see that mm -hmm. that's a huge frustration with you know, the military spouse side. Um, I, though I, I did want to ask though, is um, like at least when, when I retired, when I was PCSing, I would have like a, a checkout checklist, right? Everything that I need to go through to kind of every, everything, every wicket I had to hit in order to successfully either transition out of the military or PCS from duty station to duty station, to your knowledge, or maybe you may have something on your side, does that like a, a checklist exist for like the military spouse side to make sure that they're completely set up for success? It doesn't, and it should. So thank <laughs> you for that idea. <laughs> I got you. I got you, Rika. Um, it, it, it doesn't. And, you know, I'm sitting here like, oh, my gosh, that is darn brilliant. But there should be. Um, there there actually should be. But I think sometimes we get caught up in so much of the roles of the PCS that we only focus on the military checklist. We only focus, OK, we need to make sure we contact housing. We need to make sure that the kids have their records. We blah, 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 all of these other things now. Um, sometimes you can try to register, and I'm not sure if it's still in place now for the like PPP program prior to getting to your next duty station. It could have changed. I'm not sure right now, but there's still a possibility that you won't get a position, you know, even mm -hmm. when you get there. That happened to me. I was a GS employee in Hawaii. We PCS yeah. to Campbell, couldn't get in, you know, three years, and that three year period came. My preference just went away. Um, for as getting back in as a GS civilian and also priority sp uh, spouse placement as well. Most definitely, there should be some type of checklist prior to. You know, I'm, I'm full of ideas. So anything you got, you know, filter through me and then I'll, I'll help out. <laughs> I'll just throw things out there. No, and, and that's good. The checklist thing is awesome because I know it helped me immensely. And if that's, if something like that could be created for military spouses, I know like it gives them, it, it gives, I believe it would give them like, a sense that things are actually moving smoothly on their side versus, you know, mm -hmm. just having to latch on to whatever the checklist is that the military member is doing and hoping that everything's going good. At least on their side, they could say, hey, look, military movie is going good while this guy or a girl is taking care of this stuff, outbound stuff. I can take care of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, another quick question I had about this whole, uh, the whole military spouse thing. So I know you, you assist with, or your side of Higher Heroes USA assists with the military spouses transition and all that. Uh, the education portion of it, because I know I've been reading around like these Facebook groups and stuff. I know that it's uh, tough for the movement every couple of years when you PCS and all that. And a lot of it is, you know, because they're taking care of a family, the ones who stay home or the ones who are working GS positions are in the middle of, you know, doing schoolwork, whether it be 
on site, um, like at the local university? Do you all assist with any kind of certifications or education to assist the uh, the military spouses in the transition? So right now, what we do have, um, we do offer Coursera for free. Um, mm -hmm. On Coursera platform, um, they can also get things like project management through Google, um, cybersecurity, IT, those type of certifications as well. Now, one of the other things that I always tell my uh, spouses and service members is to utilize Onward to Opportunity as well. Um, that is through the University of Syracuse, the Institute right. of Veteran and Military um, Families. Um, their O2O program is amazing because you should not be paying for certifications when you most definitely can get those certifications for free. Now, um, I do know, and they'll have to go onto the website just to kind of look and see, but for us, when it comes to certifications, I believe they only do one, but they have a whole list, you know. Um, also, you can check the requirements for MyCAA. Um, that is... I believe through military one source um, and you can get tuition assistance, but it's only up to certain grade levels or for regarding rank. Um, so that's something else that they can check out as well. Um, now, mill spouses also, you know, especially if you have a service member who is a hundred percent disabled vet, they can go to the VA and apply for chapter, I believe it's chapter 35 um, benefits as well in order to receive tuition assistance. That's great information. I, I actually just sat through the uh, the O2O, the Onward to Opportunity meeting, because mm -hmm. I'm trying to look at doing the uh, the PMP, the project management certification. Mm -hmm. And um, it was probably like a group of 14 folks on there on the Zoom call. And uh, yeah, sure enough, there were military spouses out there who were doing the same thing. You know, They were getting ready to transition and they wanted to jump on the next cohort and whatever the next uh, duty station is, right? And some of them were on their way over to where I am, you know, Southern California. So uh, mm -hmm. they were just preparing themselves, you know, for the upcoming one, like in March, or I think it's like every three months that they have a different cohort. Good thing you mentioned Coursera, because I'm, I'm knocking certifications out on Coursera myself. It's it's excellent, excellent. And a uh, great way for anybody to get certified. And they actually do, so Hire Heroes USA actually pays the, for the certificate, right? Like they give you access to it. Do they pay for the certificate as well? No, just the course. So okay. you'll have access for it and, you know, let's say something comes up because things are always going to come up and you may not be so, able to get it finished within a certain amount of time. You can right. request like a six month extension as well. Um, you know, so that's another great thing. Um, now for other certifications as well, um, there is another nonprofit called Act Now Education um, and they are all about telling military spouses and veterans how they can earn certifications for free. Um, you can follow them on their own Facebook. Uh, the group is pretty huge. Um, and they are also on LinkedIn as well. Um, so when you're looking at those certifications, you know, that's another way. Now, hiring our heroes, which is through the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, um, they also have things like fellowships as well for military spouses, for veterans, 
Um, if you're interested in, let's say, becoming an admin with Salesforce, they also have Salesforce where you can do a, a fellowship with that and actually start interviewing also. Um, because we do get a lot of uh, clients who are interested in changing career fields. And a lot of times they are interested in tech positions because of the remote aspect of that. So that's really huge right now. Um, and there's so many programs, like I said, who are offering, you know, those things for free. And on the, the Coursera note, like, as you mentioned, like PMP and project management and things like that, but they also have a lot of coding um mm -hmm. programs in course there's tons of stuff in coursera if you search through the catalog there's just you can do language learning through there you can do all kinds of things in there that are just you wouldn't think of and you wouldn't have had access to like you know 10 years ago mm -hmm. now you can just do it on your phone as you're you know walking around the house or doing whatever so it's a really really great program there's a few online ones out there but that one's really really good yeah now don't forget about linkedin so uh, military spouses and vets, they get LinkedIn premium free for a year as well. Um, and they can also check too, because I'm not sure if they've changed it for spouses, but typically with each PCS, you can go ahead and get another LinkedIn for free. However, I get sometimes clients who are very hesitant about social media. I don't want to do LinkedIn. I don't, da, da, da. you don't even, don't worry about that. You can also just go in there just to do the learning aspect because you can generate those certificates, those LinkedIn learning certificates, and just add them to your profile. Even if you don't want to put them on your profile, just put them into your little, I still have my I love me binder. So into your little <laughs> I love me binder or something like that. So you'll have it because again, it's, it's free education. Yeah. That's a real big stigma around social media in general. Like when you hear social media, everybody just lumps everything into one category and it's not really mm -hmm. that like there's differences in how i mean if you just look at it on how you interact with social media yourself you act that you have a different persona on facebook than you do on instagram than you do on TikTok, than you do on linkedin linkedin is a very professional kind of oriented social media platform and we've mentioned it on here before and i'll just throw it out again like if you're not on linkedin actively trying to get out there get in conversations get in discussions um, even if it's just a few times a day, right? You don't have to spend all day on there, but the more active you are on LinkedIn, the more, not only the more you get in front of other people or potential jobs and people who can hire you, but you also get that little bump in the algorithm that we hate to talk about. And that gives you more reach as a person on that platform. So uh, being engaged in that. I mean, if you can engage in Facebook every single day, why not get on LinkedIn every single day and just post something or write a little article or mm -hmm. get in a conversation and answer some questions or whatever you need to do. They have expert uh, threads in there that you can be a part of eventually, and you can write small little blurbs and articles about things. And that just kind of expands your resume per se, because you're showing people like not only am i qualified on paper for these specific things for this two pages of resume but i'm also expanding on some of those topics and going in depth in some of those topics so it's really um you know don't 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 fight or don't follow the stigma and think that it's social media you can get out there and do a lot of really constructive and interesting things on linkedin that and you can build basically your resume on linkedin as well and have it there for everybody to look at so yeah you know and just a caveat off of that i'm sorry go ahead Victor. No, I was going to say, I just, I just noticed that, you know, as I was 
transitioning out myself, you know, I noticed that a lot of places are actually asking for the LinkedIn uh, information. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. please share your, it's part of like the, uh, the application process, right? Not only do you have to submit a resume, you do an application, they ask you questions, please share your LinkedIn. And that was one of the things too, with Onward for Opportunity, they asked for my LinkedIn information on there as well. Um, I don't know if they go on there just to make sure like, hey, is this dude actually who he is? who he says he is or what, but um, it is a professional resume online. That's basically what it is. It shows you what your achievements are, your accomplishments. And uh, I don't know that you necessarily need to put a photo on there. I mean, it could be anything, but uh, at least a, a place to house all your certifications and your achievements. LinkedIn is awesome for that. I, that's ex especially what I use it for. I don't really engage too much in anything else. Uh, I've done some of the LinkedIn learning on there, but yeah, a place to house all your achievements. That, that's excellent. I, I'm glad you brought that up as well, because I know that was like something I was just thinking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a uh, place too that um, even for spouses, let's say if you've had a gap in employment, but you're still very knowledgeable about your field, this is your chance to prove that you are a subject matter expert. Like you mentioned, John, create those newsletters, you know, start talking about relevant topics, you know, stay on top of some of the current events that are going on in the industry that you're either in or that you want to transition to. And, you know, start putting those things out there, you know, and the other thing is when you're making these connections, try to think about instead of saying, hey, I would like a job, right? Try to create those genuine connections. You know, hey, I saw, you know, um, this new initiative that you were just involved in. I'm very impressed. I would love to connect. Start building those genuine, you know, sure, it, your ultimate goal may be to ask them in about six months, you know, hey, I heard about this opening, but at least learn a little bit more about them, you know, in a sense, like romanticize them, right? Um, a lot of times in my DMs, I'll get like, hey, can you do my resume for me? And I'm like, oh, oh, you know, that's in the connection request. And I don't have a problem assisting, but it's also about tact as well, right? So I'm more inclined to really respond to those that said, hey, you know, my name is such and such. I'm transitioning right now. I'm having a few bumps in the road. Can you give me a little bit of advice? No problem. Um, but when you're just direct, like, hey, can you help me do my resume? And it's like, Ooh, OK, that's a little direct. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you know, just just think about that. Think about building those genuine relationships and be authentic, you know, and a lot of times I think what hinders people from um, creating content on LinkedIn, which will ultimately help you if you want to prove you're a subject matter expert, is that they start thinking about communicating in a voice that's not theirs. So creating the content gets a lot harder. You know, I, I'm a Southern girl. I have a Southern drawl. A lot of times I'll put in my content, hey, y'all, you know, and it's easier to create content like that. Um, so just kind of think of it in that way. Think of it as a way that, you know, I'm using my voice and I'm going to create genuine and authentic connections. Yeah. And if I could, I wanted to ask one thing about, we, we talked about the, the PCS and kind of the checklist that Victor mentioned, which we're going to go ahead and trademark that and get that locked in. <laughs> but but uh, Typing now. <laughs> who can get the domain name faster? Um but I did want to ask specifically because um, I just had a, a a guest, a couple guests on a little while ago, a husband and a wife, and we got deep into the wood, into the into the woods about 
the military transition along with the spouse's military transition because of what we had been talking about here on the podcast before. And it just kind of stuck in my mind. And I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and try this out with a couple. And I found the perfect couple to do it with. But one of the things we discussed, and I, I wanted to ask your thoughts about it is for those transitioning members who are maybe doing the 20 years or 25 years or whatever, they're retiring or they're doing a med board and getting out of the military. Um, for the military members, they get the TAP process. Is there an equivalent that Higher Heroes USA is maybe thinking about doing or already doing that is something that the spouses can then benefit from and get like a similar type of week? It doesn't have to be a week long, but like a few seminars on structured transition out of the military, you know, coming off of active duty or retiring or whatever it may be. No, um, but there are classes for military spouses, like when it's coming to more of the, you know, resume writing, applying for federal jobs, things like that. There is a, we do have a, a department that is strictly for military spouses as well there. Um, we also have a team that's only for uh, women veterans also. Um, now, I will say at TAP, a lot of times because I was also a TAP counselor at Fort Campbell, we did have military spouses who would come and sit in those classes with their service members. When my husband, when he retired, I was right there in those classes, <laughs> sitting there, you know, VA benefits, learning about trans, like learning these things with them. Um, the most beneficial class also that I would tell spouses to join in is when you go through TAP, they have, um, and they may have changed it, but it was called financial planning, right? Sit in that class. Yeah, because sometimes your spouse may forget to add some of those things onto your but onto the budget, right? And that way you can nudge them and be like, hey, no, these are, you know, we need to make sure we add this. And to give you a realistic snapshot, because, you know, we may have this fantasy that, okay, well, you know what? When I when we retire, we want to live in New York City, in New York City, high rise, blah, 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 blah. But we can't get that salary. We our our bills won't allow it. And sometimes we have to be realistic and move to an area where we can afford, especially if you're trying to make sure that you're able to maintain the same quality of life. And sometimes you get stuck. And why am I saying that? Because as a veteran, when I got out the first time, um, I did not have a plan there. Um, back then it was a cap. Um, so uh, it wasn't nothing that was pushed on us to go. It wasn't man like I knew nothing when I got out. So he at that time, I'm a single parent. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm a veteran and everybody wants me. And I fell so hard on my face. Um, and it was a hard couple of years. So I had to raise my hand again and come back in. You know, and then that's when I wind up having a plan. And, you know, when you fall on your face like that, it is is very hard, especially when you have this clear path that's kind of laid out for you when you're in the military and you come into this new world, even as a civilian, you know, coming out into the civilian world when you're trying to pay now co-pays and things like that. It's it's a weird new world. Um, you know, it 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 really kind of messed with my mental health a little bit because I was like, I was this in the military and this, and now I'm like at the bottom, you know? But the, when I got out then last time, I was like, okay, I, I started my transition from the time I came back in saying, this is what everything, th- these are the things that I'm going to do. So when it's time for me to get out again, I'm going to be prepared. 
And and that's what I, how I had to think about it, you know, all the way through. Because things could happen. Like you said, sometimes you may wind up getting mid-boarded. You may not make the 20 years. Start early and start thinking about those things. Yeah, that, that's a huge thing that a lot of folks encounter is not preparing soon enough. Um, at least people that, that I talk to, like on the military retirement group and, you know, other veterans getting out. Um, their main question is, when should I start prepare, preparing for the transition out? Just to make it easier, I'd say, hey, you know, just five years. If you know you're going to make it a, a career, you know, maybe start preparing, looking ahead, but really doubling down maybe five years prior to to make sure your finances are good. Make sure you don't get out with any debt. You know, make sure that uh, you have some kind of a career field that you may want to get into in mind and start working towards that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like for me, I, I got out, I had a, I had a vision of where I wanted to be, but then once you get out, if you don't stick to that plan, it's like, it's everything's fair game. It's like, man, I, I don't know what I want to be when I grew up now, you know? So I, I had to stick to my plan. It was kind of hard to go outside of those bounds a little bit, you know, but the retirement gives you the freedom to explore a little bit too. So, but yeah, definitely five mm -hmm. years prior to, I think is a good, good starting point. I think in doubling down getting you make sure your medical stuff is good, making sure that finances are good, choosing a place where you want to live. I know that's a big question, like where that you just mentioned New York city, your finances may not cover a high rise and, you know, on park Ave or whatever. So maybe you need to move to Tennessee or something. I don't know, mm -hmm. but really looking at finances, really being realistic on, you know, how many kids do we have? How much money do we need for a mortgage to eat? You know, really putting things on paper, I think helps out families. And to leaders that, you know, the leaders who are probably listening to this podcast as well, you know, talk to, you know, your, and I'm going to say your truths, <laughs> talk to them also as well, you know, incorporate those things, you know, I'm army. So sergeant's time training or something, just a little pits here just to kind of, you know, start planting the seeds a little bit early, you know, um, because sometimes, you know, and I would see this a lot when the, when the soldiers are transitioning, it's like, what do I do now? I don't have my, my sergeant here. No one's here to tell me anything, you know, take care of them while they're in, but prepare them also for when they get out. And I think that would be beneficial also. And we hope that there's a lot of leaders out there listening or continue to listen at this point to the podcast, because that's, that's a really great point you bring up. Like there's a lot of proactivity that you can do now, even for the troops that are in or your airmen or your, your, your sailors that have been in for five or six or 10 years, like they can still benefit from some of this stuff. And if you deliver it in a way that's not like reading off the PowerPoint slide and going through <laughs> the motions, but if you actually put some a little bit of effort into it and a little bit of passion into it, you can really deliver the message. And just it seems like you're hitting it repetitively like we do on this podcast. We hit a lot of things repetitively over and over and over. And there's a reason for that is because sometimes it takes you hearing it like 10, 20, 30 times. As you said, you got out, you did the ACAP process, which, which I was blessed enough to go through that process as well one time in my life. Um and you fell on your face for a couple of years and then you got up and then you dusted yourself off and you got back into the military and came at it with a different perspective. So really, yeah, just getting that message out there. I mean, there's even, there's organizations out there, like there's warrant officer groups for all different branches. 
Um, I know there's like a petty officers organization for the Navy. There's different organizations for the different branches of the military. Um, but getting that message out there and, and that's why we're trying to point people in the direction of Higher Heroes USA because the folks at Higher Heroes USA are doing things that really nobody else is doing and they're doing it at, at, for free. So it's, it's, it's a very low bar to entry and it's very, very helpful. It's been the 80, 20 analysis on it is ridiculous. It's more like 90, 10, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's definitely a, a great point that you brought up about that. Um, I did want to ask about the spouses. Let's say that the military members got out of the military. They've been out, they retired and maybe they decide to get remarried after they've exited the military do you also include those spouses and what kind of like conversations do you have with those new spouses that maybe haven't been in the military for 20 years with their spouse and are just entering into a relationship with somebody who's now retired or exited the military for for whatever reason um is there are they still able to to get access to those resources as well so are you talking about the spouses who divorce? I'm saying, well, yeah, the, so the divorce, let's split it into two questions, the divorcees potentially, and then say the military member gets remarried uh, and their new spouse, um, what would they still have the same kind of access and are there any kind of uh, new military member spouse conversations that you happen to have with somebody who say remarried after, you know, 10 or 15 years? Um, a lot of times, to be honest, they're kind of like the same conversations. Um, mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is, you know, w what is it that I do? You know, I'm still trying to figure out my role. I'm still trying to have my career, but I still need to make sure that I'm supporting my spouse as well. Um, that kind of just intertwines, you know. Um, and then a lot of it is I have spouses who feel as though the feelings that they're feeling of frustration, that they shouldn't be feeling that way, um, that they feel as though that they're doing a disservice to their military spouse, or they feel selfish because they want the career. Mm -hmm. And I really have those talks with them. You know, it's not selfish. You know, I've had, you know, sessions with clients who are crying on the phone, you know, with me because of the way that they're feeling or that they're so frustrated. Um, and, you know, it's really the same conversation. Um, I have spouses who, after their spouse has retired from the military, and their spouse is like, hey, babe, it's all on you now. You can go and, you know, do your career and all of that. But they've been out of the workforce so long, they're like, I don't know where to begin, you know, and they feel hopeless. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Not when you're on the phone with me. We're not going to feel hopeless. Okay, we're going to pick that up. You know, and this, <laughs> that's where I come <laughs> in. Because I'm like, look, I was like, look, hud, I done, I've been in your situation. Okay, we, we're going to pick that right on up. And I think it helps because a lot of them, when I tell them that I've been in their shoes before, they're like, really? Like, everyone's surprised. If I tell them that I'm a vet or if I tell them that I'm a mill spouse, it's like, really? Oh, Okay, so you know, and then they open up a little bit more. And that's the great thing I will say about Hire Heroes USA is that we have a community who really understands the military because a lot of us are either military spouses or we're vets. 
you know, or, you know, they have um, family members, you know, who are vets. Um, and even let's say you divorce your spouse, you know, I don't, you know, pause. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this real quick. I don't know if I should, but no, go ahead. we don't ask for any documents for a military mm -hmm. spouse to verify mm -hmm. proof of service because you don't have any, you know, wink. So, you know, go ahead and <laughs> apply for services. We're going to help. You know, we're going to help. We, our organization so far has helped 85,000, okay, personnel secure employment, okay, for free, okay. And a lot of times, you know, my spouses will say and my vets will say, are you, like, what's the catch? Like, they're, they're kind of standoffish in the beginning. And I'm like, look, we are a nonprofit. You're going to get these services for free. That can't be true. Oh, yes, it's true. <laughs> you know, um, you know, and we try to help everyone the same. We try to, you know, talk everyone through um, and just really be there. It, it, as long as you're a member of the military community, we're going to be there to help you. Just this thing just came to mind, right? Like an MSM, you are a military spouse mentor, right? So if when, <laughs> as, yeah, as well, really, as uh, you know, the, the actual member gets out, right? The, the service member has their mentors, right? As they get out, they get mentored uh, via TRS. Uh, maybe that's something that, you know, your organization, Hire Heroes or, you know, any other organization can come up with where, you know, the service member goes this way, the spouse goes this way, and we actually mentor the spouse via the checklist, right? Everything you need to do to succeed. So there's a military mentor and then there's the MSM, the military spouse mentor. Mm -hmm. So just ideas thrown out there. Maybe that can help out Hire Heroes and you guys. I don't, I don't know. Uh, just so things that come to mind. separate their requests. So okay. a military spouse may come in and say, hey, um, let's say a military spouse is like, I'm interested in going into cyber. I need to know the steps. These are some of the things that I'm looking for. We can actually put them in contact with a mentor as well. Mm, okay. They have you know, thousands of mentors on our roster. They may even be as specific to say, hey, is there a way that I can get in touch with someone who is you know, transitioned into cybersecurity, who's doing very well, who was also a military spouse or either a vet, you know, we can try to make that happen as well. You know, we have a volunteer team who I actually filter through and look at those things uh, for them. So um, we really don't separate them. Like they have access to mentors as well. Um, they can do industry specific. Um, they yeah. can do mock interviews, like all of it's, you know, the same pretty much. Mm -hmm. The only thing awesome. that the only thing that's different with the service is either we click that you're a military spouse or that mm -hmm. you're a veteran. And then we also, like I said, had to have a middle spouse team also, as well as like a women's veteran team is also. Okay. So I, I want to go back to, to the 85,000 you mentioned, that is a huge number of people that you have helped that your organization mm -hmm. has helped. Um, so I applaud you all for that. Now, given the 85,000, I need to ask what what is the most popular type of career that military spouses get into uh, as they're moving around that that you've seen? Ooh. Um honestly, I've seen some of everything. Um the the biggest things that I would see a lot of spouses feel as though they need to just do like admin mm -hmm. um when they don't necessarily need to just do admin. 
Right. Um, and I have one of the biggest things that I've had in shifts right now are uh, military spouses who are educators who are going into things like cybersecurity. They're going into UX design. They're going into those fields as well. So a lot of my spouses have been getting out of education and they're going into those fields or they're also doing things like Salesforce because they want that to be able to move remotely. So for me personally, as a transition specialist with my clients, that is the biggest thing that I've seen. Yeah, that, that's excellent. I And I was just going off of too, like the cybersecurity that you mentioned and that kind of ties into mm -hmm. Coursera and, and also like the OTO, O2O and, you know, mm -hmm. it kind of all meshes well together, but having like a, a transient type of career, uh, would benefit like a cybersecurity, like Salesforce, you, you know, UX, things like that. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I just wasn't sure if there was like a, if you all kept like a graph or something on there that kind of shows what top careers that people are getting into top career fields that they may want to look at that are very popular with military spouses. Um, but no, that's good to know that, you know, it's, it's across the board. Folks mm -hmm. are getting into many, many remote jobs because that's really what <laughs> what 2024 is about now and what uh, shoot I'm, I'm even looking for one you know at some point no i'm glad you shared that thank mm -hmm. you and if i could ask you real quick about the you mentioned the mentors uh and you said you have a pool of volunteers if somebody wanted to become a mentor or work with higher heroes usa is there like an application process or is there somewhere you can mm -hmm. point them to try to get started down that path yes if they go on log into our website uh higherheroesusa.org there will be a link uh, for volunteer. And then the volunteer program coordinator would get in contact with them. And is that a long process that they got to go through or what's the turnaround time on that from start to finish look like? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure because I'm not on that side of the house. Mm -hmm. um, but I do know like when clients for us having access to the volunteers, I do know when clients put in their requests, um, usually within 48 hours, they're going to have an answer for them, you know, date, time, all of that and availability for our clients. And then, so let's go ahead and switch over to preparation. Um, we wanted to hit on this and, and want to kind of go through it. And this kind of lines up with what we do as far as preparation for transition for military service members, but preparation for the spouses specifically, what kind of preparation steps do we need to to have them look at and what are maybe the the one or two preparation steps out of all the preparation steps that you can think of that are the the, the levers that allow them to take those leaps in their in their path to transition um i think the biggest thing is going to be figuring out what is it exactly that you're going to want to do once you transition to the next duty station right um, some of us go to uh, duty locations that have more opportunities than others, right? So, uh, for instance, um, when I went to Hawaii, I had a whole lot more opportunities available than, let's say, I have my family member who went to Fort Stewart, Hinesville, Georgia. Um, and starting to look at those things early as soon as you get those those orders, okay? Because if you're going to a very small town, you have to think that you're going to be competing with a lot of people. You're going to be competing with the locals and on base, everyone's trying to get one base or a federal job or those contracting jobs. So start early and see, hey, maybe I can actually try to find a remote job that will allow me to move to that location just until I can kind of see if I can get a job like one base or locally and things like that. 
Um, the other thing is thinking about how much are you willing or do you need to make for it to make sense mm -hmm. in order for you to start working? Because another thing too, a big whoopee is childcare, you know, and if, especially if you have children, will there be availability for childcare? Will there be access for childcare? And that's also why sometimes remote is the best option. You know, some are like, listen, you know, I, I we're not going to be able to afford it, but I want to work. So maybe remote would be the best option also. Um, and the other thing, too, is, you know, the same thing along the lines with the budget, you know, making sure that your budget is is good prior to separation. You know, um, that carries I think that kind of carries along the lines. Um, the other thing I would say is for as a checklist is see if there are some groups that you can become a part of. Uh, sometimes those are Facebook groups that are available um, at your duty location, your next duty station, um, and see if you can talk to some of those spouses. Hey, what does the current job market look like in that area? Um, is there anything that I can do in order to prepare prior to and start that networking? Because one of the things that I wish that spouses had when they go to the next location is a sponsor. Like when you go to your unit, you have a sponsor. Spouses don't have sponsors. <laughs> you know, um, that would be nice to have um, also. You know, so if you establish those relationships in either those Facebook groups or those um, pages, those base pages and things like that, maybe you can find a sponsor prior to to kind of help you navigate. Um, and the other thing, too, I would say, if you are going to be um, making a career switch, you know, start prepping early, you know, um, start trying to get those certifications, start trying to get that education prior to, um, start trying to make a name for yourself. Um, one of the other things I tell my clients too, especially when we're talking about the technology field, because a lot of times they say, well, Arika, I just completed my UX design course. I'm officially a UX designer, right? I said, okay, great, but let's create some projects as well. See if you can start putting those projects like on GitHub and things like that and connecting with people at the next duty station. Say, hey, are you looking for any UX designers? This is what I have to bring. Or that way you can also apply for those jobs too, those remote jobs. Um, and you have a display of work to show that you're more than capable of doing those things. If you don't mind me jumping down that rabbit hole real quick, since mm -hmm. it's kind of like my specialty, I want to mm -hmm. touch on a couple of things that you said and and just highlight those. The childcare thing is super, super important. It's really, yep. really expensive. Even if you're on base, childcare mm -hmm. is really expensive. And there's usually a waiting list that's two months, three months, six months. It's really- That's right. It's crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I want to jump on real quick was the sponsor that you mentioned about sponsors, not for the military spouse, but for the military member. That's we, we've even brought it up to the point here, talking about it in discussions with various people about sponsorship coming off of active duty. Like you don't get a sponsor coming off of active duty to walk you through the stations to get through, to get your DD-214. Really, it, may, it would make a lot of sense for that to happen, but that's really not the case right now. And then as far as the, the IT thing is concerned, I just want to touch on it real quick and then I'll pass the mic off. Um, you're absolutely 100% correct. If you've got the, the skills, if you've taken the course to do UX, UI design, or if you've taken the course to do some kind of coding or something like that, like 
even as you're taking those courses, you see it in the course that there's little projects along the way. What you need to do is go ahead and continue those projects into things that you actually enjoy, that you that you feel like need to be brought into the world, or even go out and find something that's really close to what you like, and it's maybe not going to be perfect, and try to redesign that and recreate that in your own way with your coding skills, with your with your UX, UI design skills, which is user interface, user experience, for those who don't know what those two things mean. Um, but yeah, you need to continually look for ways to create projects, create ideas, create little things that you've built, no matter how silly and how small they are, and put those out into the world because you would be surprised that you create something that's just for you, that's solving your own problem, that's going to then be out there on LinkedIn or Facebook and somebody sees it and says, wow, that's, that's amazing. Like, how do I buy this thing? And Victor's experienced it with his, with his product before as well. It's just one of those things where you just keep putting it out in the world, keep putting it out in the world. And eventually you never know, like it'll either lead you to a job or it'll lead you to yep. a business of your own. People start biting after mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I did want to touch on that. Yeah. I did want to touch on that real quick. It's, it's, one thing that I found that maybe could it could be of value to some folks is even uh, being open to interning. I think uh, just yeah. to kind of get your foot in the door and at least learn the skill, because uh, a lot of times, excuse me, real quick, um, a lot of times you may have the education, but you don't have the actual on-the-job training, the experience. Right? How do you gain mm -hmm. the experience? Folks don't really want to hire folks who don't have experience. Maybe stop by a shop. Maybe stop by a store. A company, hey, look, I can dedicate several hours to this. Can I intern with your company to just to get some experience? You know, they get you for free and you learn the skill, a valuable skill, and you get some experience. That way you can put that on your resume as well. Um, that's something that I've been playing with, and I just want to put it out there in the world too. Like, folks can do that. That's not, I mean, that's a thing. You know, you can just email folks and ask them, hey, can I assist you with this? I did it with a fabrication uh, job or a company at one point, and uh, they were happy happy to have me just because I wanted to learn how to do that. Um, mm -hmm. And Arika, I'm, I'm glad you brought up like the preparation stuff too. I know we were talking about that. Uh, one thing I would like to tack on there as well, and maybe you have some experience with uh, you know talking to, to military spouses about this, is uh, looking at the uh, Tricare providers in the area. You know, some places are remote; yes. they don't have mm -hmm. like uh, a, a like army hospital or naval hospital nearby. And uh, then you really have to look at, you know, TRICARE Select versus TRICARE Prime. What really works best for you? Do you choose your own doctor? Do you use the military facility? So I know that's something that I was playing with on the way out. Uh, I talked to a lot of folks regarding that, like, hey, how do I do the insurance thing? How do I choose a, a TRICARE Prime versus Select? What does this all mean? And, uh, you know, it's, it really is depending depending on how far away you are from a station versus you know do you want to pick your own doctors? There's different prices for everything, so that needs to be factored I think into the entire budget because I know one is more expensive than the other as well. But I'm glad you brought up brought the uh, the other prep stuff up. And on that's just a tack on to that. Also look into your because the premiums too that needs to be added, and you need to not the premiums. I'm sorry, the copays. Because every time you go to the doctor in the specialty clinics, now you are paying those co-pays. That's got to come out your budget as well. And a lot of times, I don't think we think about that, you know, until, because a lot of times when you go to the doctor, I know in the Atlanta area, 
um, they don't charge you right away your copay. You'll get the bill later. So you may have forgotten that you went to the doctor six months ago and now you have these bills. You know, if you have to have surgery, you know, um, you have to think about those things. Well, will they cover the anesthesiologist? How much I like? So you have to think about all these things, um, especially when it comes to that finance portion to add on to that, Victor. Yeah, that that's definitely a learned thing on the way out. Mm -hmm. Like you mm -hmm. you you live in base housing right for one minute and everything is covered then you go move out somewhere else off base housing after you get out retire etc and now you have to pay for utilities now you have to pay for insurance now like all these extra things that you need to think about because the military mm -hmm. is this nice cushy bubble that kind of takes care of their people and all that and hopefully they do right? <laughs> depending on your command and then you go out into the real world and you get a slap in the face. Hey, wake up. Now you have to do things for yourself because you are now an adult living in the civilian world. It It is a realization that a lot of people aren't ready for. And I think, you know, both the military and my spouse needs to, they need to kind of sit together. And I'm glad that there's folks like you that can kind of bring them into the, the, the real world and tell them, Hey, look, you need to actually prepare for this stuff. Cause if you're not, you're, it's not going to work out well for you. Yeah. And I just wanted to ask one more thing. And then I think, we're good unless you've got anything else, Victor. But what I wanted to tack on real quick is your your own private business that you're doing and your consulting and how that works and um, what it's about and how people can find it if they want to find it on the internet. Oh, yes, yeah, sure. So um, currently my business is Radiate Success Consulting. Um, I opened it up in 2017 and we're currently in the rebranding phase um, because uh, before I was doing a lot more of the doing, which meaning doing the resumes, doing all of that. But I feel as though it's more beneficial now to educate um, because I believe that builds up more confidence in the job search as well. And also on the employer side is to create military programs for employers who are interested in bringing on like hiring initiatives for military spouses. Um, as well as with veterans. But I've learned, especially with military spouses, that there are still a lot of uh, stereotypes and biases that comes with being a military spouse. And um, I've experienced a lot of those and I wanna break those. Um, and I feel as though actually getting in the companies and partnering with them, that we'll be able to make some headway in getting you know, more military spouses hired in um, you know, employment that they're passionate about, as well as with veterans as well. Um, so that's the direction that we're going. Um, my website is www.radiatesuccessconsulting.com. Um, you know, there's still a little bit of construction on the site, so be patient. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, where we're at right now. Um, and I'm all over LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. If anyone ever has any questions or anything like that, um, you can find me on LinkedIn. My handle is uh, Rika Yarina. And I'm there. That's great. I'm, I'm, I'll make sure that I connect on LinkedIn right after this as well. Uh, as, yes. as we all know, that networks make the dream work. So you you got to continue that. That's that's a continuous thing. Uh, no, I'm glad you brought that up. RadiateSuccessConsulting.com. And uh, when when do you think it'll be completely up and running? The the website. Um, I'm looking shooting for a date as of March the 15th. Oh, okay. So right right around the corner. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah, we'll make sure we we get that in the uh, the show notes as well. Awesome. Um, yeah, nothing further from my side. It was it was excellent to have you, Arika. It was it was great. Wealth of information. 
Um, you know, thank you. I, I, I'm sure that when we post this up, we're going to get more questions from military spouses and, uh, you know, we'll shoot that your way and maybe we can even have you on, on the podcast again to maybe answer some of these questions that these folks have. Yeah, of course. I, yeah. I love talking about this stuff. I love it. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. And if we need to, we can definitely do a round two, round three. That's for sure. Um, we've really enjoyed having you on. We really appreciate you being here with us, taking your time. Um, P.S. If you need a web developer, a remote web developer, I know one here in Sicily that's available for, for hire. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know because look, me and Wix have been bumping heads. Oh, Ooh. no. Not Wix. So. Look, I, look, they tell you to stay in your lane. I don't know how, look, I just heard yes. click and plug, click and plug. So, so we, yeah, we're, we've been struggling. Nice. Yeah, we could take that offline. I just do have one real quick thing, actually two real quick mm -hmm. things. Um, for those out there who are listening, paying attention, tuning in, um, if somebody wanted to go and assist and get Hire Heroes USA to their next 85,000, um, is there a way that they can donate, that they can, I know we've touched on the volunteer thing as far as mentorship, but is there any other ways that they can get in touch with Hire Heroes USA to provide some kind of resources or whatever they have available to assist in what you all are doing on the ground there? Yes, of course. So you can always go to our website, www.hireheroesusa.org, and there is a donation button up there as well. Um, you can click to donate, um, you know, because that is how we're able to help so many people and to be able to give back to the community is through donations. So we appreciate anything that anyone can give. Appreciate that. And then, so the last question before we go, and we're right, we're coming into Super Bowl weekend, and I just want to find out <laughs> if you have a prediction for Super Bowl weekend. By the time this comes out, the prediction will be over, so we'll get to see if you're right or not. Is it Super Bowl or is it Taylor Bowl? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one, yeah. I thought yeah. he was playing. I mean, all I've seen is just everything on Taylor, so I thought it was Taylor Bowl. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. <laughs> All right, Casey. Nice. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. Um, yeah. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for taking the time. And like I said, if we want to do this again, uh, you're always welcome to come back. We can dive into deep dive into whatever topics we need to, or if we want to discuss something or if there's something pertinent that needs to get out quickly. Um, for sure. We're here for you. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me and trusting me on your platform. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for everybody else out there in the internet. Uh, we definitely want to give you your time back. We don't want to waste the internet, so we will sign off. But if you need to find us, we're on all the podcast platforms. We're on YouTube and we are on Reeves across America on Wednesday evenings. You can catch us there and hopefully on more and more platforms as we try to expand and grow. So thank you for listening in and we will talk to you all again later. Good stuff.